Isla Nubar reopens bigger, badder, and more genetically modified than ever. It's Jurassic World. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. love to go to this park even with the dinosaurs loose <laughs> just for i mean that little hamster ball ride right would be pretty awesome completely yeah. unrealistic but <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. they would I never mean, give maybe. you control of that uh but it is pretty awesome i've got to say what's unrealistic about it? like the fact that you could control it or the fact that it would be like a little hamster ball all of it <laughs> oh really I think, I think the hamster ball is pretty practical the not hamster ball is cool. The but, hamster ball is cool, but you're not going to be able to control it and get that close to dinosaurs. Right. That's what uh, I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking like, it'll be like a little more like on rails probably or something yeah, like that. But You can't get that close to like, it's not like we have that sort of thing where you could get that close to a rhino at a zoo, well, right? If, but, but we don't have it, right? If we well, did have it, would we, we do could? it? I'm thinking maybe. I, I just say maybe because this thing seems pretty strong. Mm-hmm. You know, like yes, the Indominus crushes it pretty quickly, but that thing is like a freak of nature. I mean, that's—I mm-hmm. mean, he literally is a freak. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would—I uh, would like to do this ride. I would like to do it. I would go underneath a brontosaurus's legs for sure. Like, and if it trips, it trips. That's fine. <laughs> but that'd be fun. <laughs> that would be. Yeah, honestly, no, it would be a lot of fun. And if you get stuck in a stampede, you get to be like a human soccer ball. Yeah, true. You know the what's the <laughs> what's the big water creature dinosaur called, Alex? The big water? Oh, oh, the one that swims underwater. Yes, the, the huge mos- one. The mosasaurus. The what? Mosasaurus. M O S A. The mosasaurus. Mosasaur. <laughs> I want to make sure I'm pronouncing it right. I know I have it spelt right in my head. Mosasaurus. M O S A S A U R U S. Mosasaurus. All right. If I could just get the pronunciation. That thing is would be terrifying, to be honest. That thing probably wouldn't exist at one of these parks. But Yeah, it would. Oh yeah, man. (laughs) You gotta have a water attraction. I mean they're on the island. Why not? Man, I don't know. Isn't that thing terrifying? (laughs) That thing is terrifying. It's terrifying. Anyway, welcome back. To the Monster vs. Men podcast, the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves. This week, as we try to stay alive, we are discussing Jurassic World. With mm-hmm. me is the human hamster wheel himself, Alex. Yeah. And joined by the first guy that dies in the park, Eric. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Am I the guy that was trying to save his margaritas? That That's the question, Alex. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's quite a way to go. <laughs> he's got two drinks. I drink in both hands. He's running away from pterodactyls. Or... <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, dude. <laughs> he, he had his priorities. He went out the way he he wanted to. It's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we'll have enough to talk about, Alex. So let's just jump into the film, shall we? Yeah. After a larger gap than the other sequels, the Jurassic series returns with the reboot of the original trilogy, Jurassic World. Directed by Colin Trevorrow, 
World definitely feels like a Marvel-era blockbuster. <laughs> Unlike Jurassic Park, however, we see a fully functioning dinosaur park that also seeks to get bigger and badder to keep audience interest. Does this bigger and badder production keep your interest, Alex, or do you still demand more? Yeah, I mean, does bigger and badder always mean better? No, definitely not. But for this movie, eh, yeah, I think that I think the Indominus Rex sells me on a uh, bigger, badder uh, Jurassic World. I, I, one thing I do like about this out the gate is that I really like that the park has been running for a while, and yeah, that it's right. at a point where they've had to open up new sections just to keep people coming. And so mm-hmm. dinosaurs are old hat. It's just yeah. so, it's so cool. And it's like, you know, these people have gotten to live in this world. It's, it doesn't feel, it is a bad idea, right? Having these dinosaurs, but it doesn't feel like as much of a bad idea as it did in the original Jurassic park where they're like mm-hmm. testing it out because now mm-hmm. they've had it going for a while. No problems, no issues. You know, there's, a th- <laughs> I just, I, I really want to go. I, <laughs> No, no. I, back back to the topic. I, I like Jurassic World a lot. Now, can we compare it to the original Jurassic Park? I still don't think it's fair <laughs> to do mm-hmm. so, even though I do like this one a, a good bit. Now, now, this one does have its moments, though. Even though I don't know if it can be compared to JP, it does have some really tense, surprising, and the homages to the original movie. Mm-hmm. are for the most part pretty clever actually um now it's loaded with some of this fun fan service and i like that the plot kind of like i mentioned is comparable to the original yeah but it's got its own ideas too that it wants to execute and i really like that about it um and not only that we're also hit with some pretty decent characters like you know replaying the hits isn't necessarily a bad thing when you've got a few new tricks up your sleeve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. When, when I went to log this film in Letterboxd, Alex, I saw my original rating of this film from when I first watched it. Oh, oh it yeah. was a 2.5 stars. <laughs> yeah. Eric, that was before you had to do this podcast and your will this has been true. whittled down. <laughs> this is true. I, I guess my standards have been lowered a lot because honestly, Alex, <laughs> I rate it higher now than I did did, did then um significantly higher i would say <laughs> I, I don't think bigger and better is better but i also think the film is aware of that of course even though it yeah. does get bigger and better uh it's rooted in some of the same features that made the original and classic though yeah it's still not fair it doesn't come close to matching that feeling it's not fair to compare it i mentioned last week the move from wonder to terror that jurassic park offers i think this one also moves along that same continuum and does so in mostly effective ways, starting with the characterization. Like another blockbuster type film that I enjoyed, Kong School Island, Alex. Jurassic World has the responsibility of introducing and making a multitude of characters unique. I'm counting these characters up and there's at least 10 characters that play pretty significant roles and then a few other side characters to boot. And yet most of those 10 characters are full of distinct personalities. So if you're not going to go deep with the characters, which Mm -hmm. if we're honest, we don't really get deep here. (laughs) You need to at least give us some elements to attach to, which I think we definitely do get here. Yeah. 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 I mean, 
that's something that I was surprised about this time around. You know, I didn't really remember much about the character dynamics uh, from this film. I just kind of remembered where they all ended up. Hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So while I'm watching this, I'm like you, you know, like, like, wow, we have a lot more characters than I remember. Um, the ones that die early on, I kind of have forgotten. And there's a lot of separate storylines in this and a lot of ideas and questions asked. And I think they're all pretty interesting. And some of which are not answered or resolved in this film, uh, mostly the military stuff, which I am thrilled about. And I think that that's where our third movie in this series is really going to go. Um, but I, in the series as in Jurassic World series. And mm-hmm. I, so I'm, I'm excited to see that aspect of the film, but I'm glad that it's not quite resolved here. And also, like you said, like all these characters, their motives are all pretty clear. And it was really just all a present surprise to me. Like the biggest surprise for me, though, was actually Claire Deering's arc, I think, because I didn't really remember a whole lot about her. And I forgot how cold and uncaring she is to not just people, but the dinosaurs. And she turns into someone who goes out of their way to help others. Uh, and I think that all really comes to head when she sees the brontosauruses that are, that's dying. Mm. Um, now, even more surprising though, for me than that was the character of uh, Simon Masrani, yeah, the owner absolutely. of Jurassic world who has those serious John Hammond vibes, you know, John mm-hmm. Hammond entrusted him with his vision and he, so he's got this energy that's just like him. He's charismatic. And you really believe him when he talks about the dinosaurs and as a guess and how much he cares. But he's a lot more similar to Hammond than probably even he would think. Because he has a very similar issue that he does in the original film. And that's letting go of a dream. And so, like, when he doesn't want to use the lethal rounds on Indominus... This, while ultimately can be distilled down into a greedy action on his part, it's not actually done with like malicious intent. Mm-hmm. It's just a man that doesn't quite have his existence based in reality. A and lot like thinks, Hammond. <laughs> yeah, a lot like Hammond. And he thinks things are going to work out a lot mm-hmm. like Hammond. And you see his fantasy world on full display when he decides to fly the chopper to go kill the Indominus Rex. He's just not like the rest of us. (laughs) And things don't go so well for him. Now, I would argue, I don't know if a really good pilot could handle all those pterodactyls flying at him. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you you can't say he's not brave, at least. But I have to say, man, like, it's just, his character is just so good. And then we have to also give them props for making... A nobody character, Dr. Henry Wu, from mm-hmm. the first movie, a villain of the series? Like, yeah. this is such a genius idea. Take a small character that was probably memorable enough to maybe carry on a more villainous role. I mean, but what's really cool about it is that his character is perfectly in line with his past self that we saw he's always liked to make monsters that's never changed he's just expanded his horizons a bit as technology has uh, evolved and now at the end of the day 
Like, yeah, he's the same man, but now we're more aware of the level of maybe depravity underneath the surface, which I just think is so cool. Yeah, I I agree with you 100%. I was going to bring up Simon Misrani, the CEO, right, and the owner of Jurassic World here. He's both likable and incredibly flawed, like you mentioned, at the same time. It's a standout for me, just his entire arc. Um, and maybe that is something that helped push it up a level in my mind this yeah. time around. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's very likable. His employees seem to love him. And yet <laughs> he's convinced himself of his own motives, similar to Hammond, <laughs> I would say. Yep. Despite the fact that he thinks he has like his own motives, he can't quite escape his own own ego (laughs) he has to play the hero in multiple ways and ultimately him playing the hero leads to his death he is so likable that it's hard to imagine that the film would you know just cut him out yeah um but it does which i guess we should expect from trevorrow at this point um because i mean Mm. he kills off characters but really this film doesn't pull many punches when it comes to killing some characters, not yeah. all the characters, but some characters. There's definitely terror and fear involved. It is pretty brutal, honestly, which can go both ways. Yeah, it can. It can. And for me, the the, the fear was pretty effective in this one. Um, when the Indominus Rex breaks out of containment, dude, it's just so awesome. Mm-hmm. It's it. it, it it's not to the same level, but it is a fe- it is reminiscent of the paddock scene, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's busted loose, and there's this thing is just completely terrifying. I mean, you feel for the guy that escapes with Owen, and he's oh, sitting yeah. in front of the car, and then oh, yeah. the Dominus just rips the car away, and you just see the look on his face, like you see him like give up. And he just kind of like gets upset, and there's almost like a "why me" look on his face he kisses, right before he, he gets his like cross necklace. It's just like it's, it's so, so. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so like it's so sad, and you, you just to see him give up like that. And then whenever the dinosaur shows up, Indominus, it, he is so different from every other thing we've seen. Mm-hmm. Like he 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 feels predictable. But it, they they and they do kind of let us know early on that he's going to be a bit different than the other dinosaurs, right? That he's a little more intelligent. He has some sort of cloaking ability. It looks like, and but to the level that it ends up being is is a surprise. You know, mm-hmm. the way that he lures attackers in is awesome. And one of my favorite mo- moments though is when it's revealed that he's just killing for fun. It's such like an oh crap moment. Like we 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 get this shot of the brontosaurus, and then the camera pans up, and there's like six more dead on the ground, and he's not eating any of them. He's just going around killing them, mm-hmm. which is I think just really awesome. And it's just like something we don't see. Like man is the only thing that kills for fun, and to see something that's doing that is really weird. So yeah. it's just yeah one of my favorite moments. But another. Uh, moment that I actually kind of liked is, you know, I mentioned earlier this talk about weaponization of dinosaurs, especially raptors, since they're the intelligent ones. Mm-hmm. You know, Owen riding with raptors is kind of goofy. Uh, I thought that when we saw the trailer yeah. uh, initially, <laughs> and but ultimately, it somehow ends up working because of how it plays out. 
we think it's all about to go down and that Owen's about to be this like <laughs> super action hero, right? Mm-hmm. But then the Raptors meet the Indominus and the friggin' dinosaur talks them out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And when they all turn around, Owen's action hero moment is gone. And it's just so cool to see them start taking down the, the the soldiers, and they're like they're when they when they turn and look at them, and we see the night vision cameras from their perspectives looking at all of them. It's just so it's just such another great like oh crap moment. And then like the final battle, mm-hmm. while a little ridiculous, it's just so fun and yeah. exciting, and in in a way, certain elements are maybe plausible i don't know but 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 like the idea of these quote-unquote natural creatures i know they're all mm-hmm. monsters but mm-hmm. teaming up to take down this like abomination that kills everything is kind of fun and something that i could see happening in some yeah. sort of way which is just very i don't know man i was just having a blast <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah sometimes you can forgive some of the outrageousness if you're having a good enough time right yeah um, I think that's what this film does for the most part. Something that you said does kind of bring up a couple issues that I, I had. There, There is a lot of terror in this film. And there's a lot of people dying in this film, right? And sometimes mm-hmm. pretty personal ways, like the way that you mentioned with the, the guy, uh, the first guy that we just see eaten by yeah. Indominus Rex. And it's hard to balance some of the, and maybe this is why I rated it low the first time. It is hard to balance some of the, the humor that this film tries to bring. That's why I said at the, at the, in my film introduction, this feels like a Marvel era blockbuster. And that mm. it tries to bring in some elements of, of, of comedy, more elements of comedy than say the original did. Right. Uh, though the original had its moments, this has more. And I, I, I don't think it quite strikes that balance. Well, um, a couple times it feels like the comedy doesn't quite fit right. Whenever we're mixing it with the terror, it feels a little bit callous. Um, so, so that would be one complaint. Another complaint that I would have is I, I didn't buy the romance or the chemistry between uh, Pratt and Howard as yep. Owen and Claire. I want to believe them, but they seem like they're just from two completely different worlds. And yes, opposites can attract, but this far opposite feels a bit of a stretch to me. No. Uh, it, it, that's it's a small complaint, honestly, because it's not a huge focus of the. It's what film. being stuck on an island will do to you, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> not enough options. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I, I also want to talk about the effects here because I am very mixed. I think the CGI team does a fantastic job in the detail that's involved. Like it's it's really incredible. There's definitely a form of art. And I don't think we should disparage the effort that goes into that CGI work. And yet the effects don't have the same impact that the effects have had in the previous Jurassic Park movies um, because it's all CGI. There's not that mix, at least as far as I know. There's not a mix like we've seen. There might be one exception. I, I was wondering if maybe the Brontosaurus killing part where they're like, petting the brontosaurus that's dying was partially real it looked it looked maybe animatronic um but that was the only thing that might have been uh and so the impact of some of the other moments it just didn't land as hard as it could have right Mm. and i get it i get it we 
we are going bigger and better. We have dinosaur like Indominus Rex. I understand why we aren't using animatronics. There's, it's, it, I get it, but it just doesn't feel as real to me. Um, yeah, I can understand that. But speaking of Indominus Rex, oh. that concept is awesome because it truly is <laughs> yes. a monster. Uh, it surpassed the animal category and truly becomes a man-made monster, uh, which makes this absolutely a monster film, Alex. So <laughs> it lives up to monsters versus men, for yeah, sure. definitely does. Well, hey, on MVM Plus today, Alex is going to wrap up his Camp Cretaceous coverage with season three and season four of the show. I know you like that show, Alex. I'm excited to listen to your reviews of those. Um, has yeah. Gwen been watching those still? Oh, yeah. Gw- Gwen's watched all of it. Oh, She's nice. already watched all of it. She loves it. Absolutely loves it. She just wants to watch the movies now. But, you know, we've already oh, been yeah. that on the podcast. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. I was watching Jurassic World with my family, actually, Alex. And there were a couple moments I'm like, this is a little too intense right now. <laughs> yeah, man. There's some, there's uh, some real challenge going there. I mean, that one scene where... And Dominus picks him up above the branches, and you just see him like bite down a few times, and blood's just like raining through everything. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. oh yeah, that's good. It's stuff. it's intense. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a bit intense. Well, let's get into our awards though. Let's start with compelling character award. Who do you have, Alex? Gotta give it to Doctor Henry Wu, the character <laughs> no one expected to come back in the series comes back, and he's a villain. So I, I gotta give I, you you want to know his story a little bit more, and you want to know what else he's cooking up because you know that's happening. You oh, know yeah. he didn't stop at one project, and so to, to see his backstory, and I want to know everything that's happened since Jurassic Park with him. I want a side movie to know, um, but I just think he's interesting. He's very cocky. In a lot of ways, but he oh, also yeah. really knows what he is, which is pretty cool, too. Yeah. I mean, coming out of our Universal series, it feels natural to have a mad scientist as our villain, Alex. It does. It does. <laughs> My compelling character is Lowry Crothers, played mm. by Jake Johnson. Who yes. Is, <laughs> who is just the guy in the room who is kind of the voice of, of hesitancy. uh he's he's there for comedic effect but he is the dinosaur lover he's got the jurassic park vintage shirt on that he's told not to wear ever again (laughs) um he professes his love to someone that has a boyfriend it's so funny (laughs) it's great it's actually Uh, it's even more funny because it follows the claire and owen moment Oh, yeah. And so yeah. it actually is funnier because of that. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. He was making me laugh. Like, that was a comedic part of the film that was, was making me laugh quite a bit. Um, was was just him. <laughs> I felt a little bit bad for him at the end, but I think it turned out okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He is fine. He, is, he ended up being fine. Even though <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awkward next time he works with her. <laughs> yep. Just a little awkward at the next uh, faculty get-together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. What about your most memorable line award? So mine comes from your compelling character, Dr. Henry Wu, Alex. I, yeah. I really like this line. He says, nothing in Jurassic World is natural. We have always filled gaps in the genome with the DNA of other animals. And if the genetic, genetic code was pure, 
we wouldn't have them, right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he says, yeah, he's if if it was pure, like that, they wouldn't look the same. And yeah, they wouldn't look yeah. the same. That's right. That's right. And, and so I wanted to put that line because for a couple of reasons, I love this point that he's making that they're all like we're we've always been modifying these things. They're, they're all monsters to an extent. And I also love that it gives uh, dinosaur fans a reason, uh, like a justification for why these dinosaurs don't quite look the way that they think they should yeah. look in real life, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you want to know why, well, it's because every single dinosaur has had to have some of the DNA filled in from other animals. So yeah. they're not going to look the same. They're not going to be accurate 100%. So it's fun in like a, a nerdy way and also a way that impacts the story. Yeah. I mean, at the end of that line, I believe he says something like, and you just wanted more teeth or something. Like oh, that. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah, that. Yeah, And it's yeah, like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, how about you? Uh, yeah, mine is uh, let's see, from Simon Masrani. It's while he's talking to Claire uh, when they first get in the helicopter. Mm-hmm. He's he's asking her, he's like, "So how's my part doing?" And she says, "Great." And she goes into like some statistics about like how they're doing over the last year. And he goes, "No, no, no. How's it doing? Are the guests having fun? Are the animals enjoying life?" <laughs> and then she's like, "Well, guest satisfaction." Is steady, and she goes into some more stats, and he goes, and she goes, uh, she says, we don't have a way to measure the animal's emotional experience. <laughs> he says, sure you do. You can see it in their eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. well, I, I just love it, because that's the moment where you really get that Hammond energy. Oh, you it's get that, that idealism. That charisma. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. That's great. That's a good one. What about your Can't Believe the Acting Award? I'm going to give it to Chris Pratt as Owen Grady. And I'm really going to give it to him because I feel like he really grows into the role as the movie goes on. Uh, Initially, he feels almost like an odd addition Mm. to Jurassic World in some ways. Um, Like his personality and stuff. But as the movie goes on, I think he really shows steps up and becomes a a fun action hero-like character who's Mm -hmm. not so over the top. Like... We get that one over the top moment, it feels like, but yeah. then when it doesn't play out the way we expect it to, he never really gets that action hero moment again. Yeah. Uh, which I really like. And I just, I think he does a great job acting with CGI dinosaurs and being slightly terrified of them mm-hmm. while also demanding obedience. Mm. And also, people unjustly dislike Chris Pratt, so I gotta do this to make them angry too. <laughs> I don't think it I don't think it would be fair to criticize Chris Pratt too much in this film. So I think he does a fine job. I, I, I wonder if Owen Grady is written well, if I'm being honest, because when I talk about the uni- unique characters with distinct personalities, I don't know if his personality is just is as distinct as it should be or, oh, really? or carries as much emotional weight as it should. Mm. I know he has this backstory being this Navy man. I don't yeah. know how that, I, there's just a couple gaps there where I, I'm not quite sure how it all uh, comes together for him. Um, he, he never does seem scared. And maybe it's that lack of vulnerability that makes him less compelling or less uh, realistic to me, but he is definitely the action hero here. And I think Chris Platt, Pratt plays him well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
What, what do you What do you have for your can't believe that acting award? I have a feeling I know. Yeah, well, <laughs> you we've, we've both talked about him, and it's Irfan Khan as Masrani. Um, he, he does his best impersonation of a young charismatic Hammond in this film. <laughs> uh, and I love that. I love that. He is charming. He, he draws me to him. He does exactly what the character was written to do. Right. And, and he yeah. wins us over as an audience member, which is, which makes his, his tragic downfall even more shocking because yep. he's won us over. We, we want to root for him. We think he's going to be the hero. Though, look, in retrospect, you're like, no, dude, you were never going to be the hero. Like, <laughs> you hadn't even got your helicopter license yet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I don't think anybody would have would have been okay in that situation. But the fact that he thought he would is just like, come on. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but we bought it because we were bought into his character and his charisma. So uh, his acting definitely plays into that. So it's got to go to Khan. Absolutely. What about your, oh, that's a good shot award? Mine's got to be the uh, Mosasaurus shot when he goes up, when they're doing the presentation for the audience and he jumps up to grab the food. Mm. I really like it because it's this gigantic animal filling the entire left side of the screen with a ton of small itty bitty people filling the audience in the stands. Mm. And it really, in that shot, symbolizes like you know jurassic world like this is entertainment these are animals that are just being shown around for entertainment and really nothing more and it's i think it's cool it showcases the awe of the dinosaur while also showing the theme park nature of it really well yeah Mm. that's a good one um i like Yeah, I like, so (laughs) the piece of fan service that I really liked was the T-Rex at the end. Yes. I I did. I I couldn't (laughs) help but smile at the T-Rex. I couldn't, I remember enjoying that the first time I watched this first, I think I watched it twice when it came out originally, and I definitely enjoyed it here. I love when the T-Rex breaks through the T-Rex skeleton again. (laughs) Um, Nice little throwback. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that's probably my, my oh, that's a good shot award. Just that that image because the T Rex is awesome. I mean, it is awesome. It's, it's what's what's really cool is that we somehow end up rooting for it. You know, it's a right? monster in its own right, but all of a sudden it it pulls the Godzilla right, and it's uh, all of a sudden we're putting all of our uh, hopes and dreams into our new hero that used to be the villain T Rex. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like it. Which which happens in in a, a, another way, I guess, in the very original, right? When uh, the T Rex yeah. kind of rescues uh, our crew from the Raptors, but it happens here on a larger scale, and I, I couldn't help but but root for our T Rex friend. Yeah, dude, absolutely awesome. All right, how about our dinosaur death award this week, Alex? Who'd you yeah. have? So I decided to take this uh, award literally for us this time. Okay. Charlie, when he gets blown up by the rocket. <laughs> this is the raptor that's it's after they've all gone wild and started killing all the mercenaries. And he actually looks over at Chris Pratt and he seems like, to me, like it's about to like calm down and not mm-hmm. attack him. And like it's like kind of communicating visually with with Owen. 
And then you see this rocket come and just blow it to smithereens. Mm. Yeah. No, no one else was that. blown up. So You did take that award, literally, and, and <laughs> gave us a dinosaur death, Alex. Yeah, Alex. yeah. What about um, you? So mine, I, this death is just brutal. I feel bad about it, honestly. Like love, This is one where I'm like, oh, man, I, this one feels icky to me a little bit. And it's <laughs> Zara, which is Claire's assistant, uh, who is dragged across the park by the flying dinosaurs, mm-hmm. only to be dropped into the water with the monosaurus. Mosasaurus. Mosasaurus. Uh, and, and then they pick it up out of the water. And oh, and then, then they pick it up. Yeah, exactly. They pick it up out of the water, and then the mosasaurus comes and snatches her. And, <laughs> that is rough. People online are get so mad about that scene, and I oh, do they really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, they think it's like. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into it on the podcast. Really? But really? I think it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, people man. get I did... people get like 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 I'm talking like sexism is brought up like oh, mad oh, about this. Like that that's <laughs> that's how ridiculous it gets. Oh, interesting. <laughs> interesting. Well, I, I wasn't gonna bring up any of that. I, I the only thing that I would say is. I don't know what they're trying to do with that character. Um, that is a character that is underdeveloped in a sense, but like developed no. enough. It, it's weird. It, so that one feels a little bit. Well, she, she, she's the absent babysitter. I mean, that's yeah. pretty much all she is, right? It's, like it's, it's rough. most of her but, scenes comprise of her having background conversations that are like somewhat, com- somewhat interesting. Uh, like talking about parties and stuff like that, and she's right. just not paying attention to what's going on Maybe. around her. But I, I would argue, like, uh-huh. yes, this is brutal, but we don't have that emotional connection. I yeah. would argue the guy that dies in the Lost World—I forgot his name—but he's like he has the hero moment, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I think that that's way more brutal. This is a guy that gets tossed up in the air, split in half, and then chomped on brutal. by two T Rexes after having yeah. a character defining moment where he saves everybody i think that is way more like brutal uh and like yeah i just think it's more brutal than like yeah this goes on for a while it does yeah but it's not i think that the i think lost world's more brutal with that scene. yeah you, you might be right the um now that i'm thinking about it, alex maybe i did read somewhere about this this actress uh katie mcgrath who plays zara Right, yeah. Katie McGrath, by the way, is in this <laughs> this uh, BBC show called Arthur, or no, called Merlin. Merlin, which is great. It's a fantastic show. Uh, I really love it. It's just fan. You wouldn't like it. It's fantasy, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> but right. It's really, it's actually quite charming. It's it's just a super charming show about Arthur and Merlin and their relationship. Super charming, but she plays the the villain ultimately, Morgana. Uh, and I maybe I did read somewhere that Katie McGrath had come out and been like they, she didn't like what they did with her character, or they didn't give her like they cut a lot of scenes with her character. Well, they probably did. Uh so so that that might be mixed in with that whole take. But I just thought it was it was just a cruel death. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely love it. Uh, what about <laughs> unique award, Alex? Yeah, uh, for me, it's going to be the Best Ride Award. We were talking mm. about this earlier. Eric, I want you to jump in on this award. Okay, Come okay. on, sit sit next to me and enjoy the ride. 
<laughs> but the, my favorite ride that I saw very briefly was actually the canoeing ride. Did you see that? It's the water ride. So after the Indominus Rex breaks out, they're showing different areas of the park. Yeah. And they show them like under the trees. It's a bunch of families kayaking or canoeing down, uh, down this little like lazy river with dinosaurs drinking out of it. It just seemed like super chill and awesome. <laughs> now, correct me if I'm wrong, Alex, but I think we've ridden this ride together before. <laughs> what do you mean? When we went to Universal together. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good that's pretty good uh, we did didn't we it's very similar very similar so yeah yeah i guess i've lived the dream it turns out i think i just said we've ridden this we rode this ride together right <laughs> we rode point. we rode this ride what about uh, you eric what was your favorite ride well mm, i I mean, we talked about the hamster ball at the beginning being the mm. most unrealistic, but probably the the most immersive experience. Or maybe I mean, maybe s- exhibit. Maybe I should rephrase. You it saw to you saw the line for that thing, Alex. Uh, <laughs> now, honestly, yeah, the petting true. zoo is pretty awesome. The, the, petting, the petting zoo was zoo, awesome. Oh my god, that would Gwen be, would love that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be a. Big I saw hit. those kids like running and hugging brontosauruses, and I was oh, like, oh, yeah. "This is the cutest thing ever." Yeah, that would be a big hit <laughs> in my family. So. We get a lot of pictures there for sure. <laughs> yeah, that that would be mine. Um, mine is the stupidest part award. I think oh, yeah. <laughs> I think there are a lot of like small things that are just kind of silly plot things. Yeah. To me, the Mosasaurus um is a little outrageous, especially whenever it leaps up and grabs the Indominus Rex at the oh, end. Love I'm it, like, but I get it. It's yeah, I mean it's cool, but I'm like, what's to stop that thing from ever doing that in the past? I don't understand. Oh, um, I, I chalked it up to it being fed routinely. Maybe yeah. And now it's not being fed. Maybe and it's yeah. got this big tail hanging over, and it's like, oh, mm, that was mm, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it could be, <laughs> but I'm like, man, and that was a cool end. I liked it. It was surprising and fun. There's always a bigger monster, right? Um, always. So I yeah I, I get it, but I was like, man, I don't know that that thing still doesn't make sense to me. I, I even <laughs> even if I was a John Hammond, I I can't see myself justifying that huge monster in my park. It seems too dangerous. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, final thoughts and tiered rating, Alex. You want to go first? Uh yeah. Uh, I'm gonna. Th- this one is. I, I feel like it's almost, it, it's funny because they came out in the same year, but Star Wars, when they came back after so long, they rehashed the original movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think that that is much more of a direct rehash than this is, but they, they do have their similarities. Like, this is kind of, like I said, you know, this is a replay of the hits, but with some new ideas. And it does feel that way. And I really like what it's got to offer. I like the question about weaponizing dinosaurs, even if it is. Actually, I think I think it's actually got some pretty interesting points about it. And I really like our characters and all the callbacks to the other to the original movie. And it's just a lot of fun. We get a lot of character arcs here and a lot of excitement. I, I find it hard to complain about much. So this is another Godzilla tier for me in this series. Mm. What about you? I, 
as I said at the top of the show, uh, my letterbox rating for this originally was a two and a half stars out of mm. five. Now we've moved away away from the star rating, Alex. Uh, and so I don't think this would definitely jump up in my star rating because I had a great time with it. Honestly, yeah. um, I was I was pretty Im- invested in most of the characters, and I, I did like the way that it rebooted the series. I thought that was, that was kind of a clever way. In, instead of having a Jurassic Park four, we just are kind of starting something new and fresh, right? Mm-hmm. So that was that was cool. I still think it's a Gamera tier film for me because of a couple of the issues that I have. Um, maybe it's I'm comparing it a little bit to the previous couple of films. But but then again, I actually think I liked this one more than The Lost World and Jurassic Park 3. But I don't think it still don't think it quite gets into that Godzilla tier for me. It, it's still a Gamera tier film. Um and it may be because Jurassic Park holds such a high spot for me that nothing else can compare. But overall, I think this film does what you need the first film of a new series to do. It establishes our main characters. It gives a little bit of fan service. I don't think it gives too much, though, honestly. Yeah. I don't think this is a film full of fan service. Um, it's not nostalgia driven uh did you for, I mean, did you love the slow yeah. classic jurassic park theme that played when they went to the original place oh yeah i mean, like plays I, on the, that piano very softly yeah 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 oh. I mean, that's great it's great um but it does it's it's not a nostalgia driven film for me uh right. compared to even some recent films um that have been released it's not that it has those moments but but they aren't the, the focus of the film. The focus of the film is establishing new characters, new scenario, providing enough terror to get us invested. And I think this does that for the most part. So this is a definite Gamera tier film for me, but it is higher in my Gamera tier. So I like it. I am interested to see how I feel about Fallen Kingdom next week because Uh, i can tell you fallen kingdom was not very high for me the first time i watched that film yeah it wasn't me the first or second time so i'm interested (laughs) i'm interested maybe it will uh maybe digging into it more will provide more fruit maybe 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 (laughs) or the opposite we'll see (laughs) we'll see maybe do you have uh, a rhyme alex for Jurassic World Falling Kingdom. Fall Falling Kingdom, not Falling Kingdom. Um, yeah, next time is Jurassic Park The Fallen Kingdom. <sighs> <laughs> Alright, that's it. No, I'm just kidding. Um are we going to be watching it cringingdom? Or are we going to be excited with elite oh, okay. uh, Alex the, the key was... to these rhymes is you don't have to <laughs> you don't have to use, you can rearrange the title right to come up with different words there's no challenge Eric there's no challenge when you do it I, I do that too though sometimes so I'm not gonna bad mouth it too much <laughs> uh, next week when we encounter the kingdom 
that is fallen, will we be all in or will we be uh, <laughs> or will we be fallen on our swords of the series? I'm ready to fall on my sword after that's both all I've got. We, we both need to fall <laughs> on our awful. swords after <laughs> that rhyme time, Alex. That was bad. That was bad. <laughs> As always, oh. thank you for listening. Seriously, after that rhyme time, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. You can leave us feedback on Jurassic World at mvmpod.com or email us at mvmpod at gmail.com. We love to read your feedback on the show. You can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at mvm underscore pod. You can become a bargain base my at patreon.com forward slash mvmpod and receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a review or a share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Cornett. Executive producers are Faye Basier, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, Rock Band for PlayStation 3, which forms cell block B, Louis Loops, Senor Honda, Drew the Collector on Instagram Connector, and you, the listener, for listening. Until next time, don't... Let Claire find the tracking device before you go inside the cage. (laughs) (laughs) And try Try to to stay stay alive. alive. Matthew, wake up, wake up. See you. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Am I the guy that was trying to save his margaritas? That, that's the question, Alex.